Welcome to Embody You Podcast, and this is your host, Artemis Rose. Here on Embody You Podcast, you will find conversations around all things embodiment, connection, joy, authenticity, creativity, and soul-centered living. Pretty much anything that supports you living as your highest, honest, and fullest expression of you as your authentic self. It is my intention that these conversations will spark a little flame in you to help you feel a bit more connected, a bit more understood, a bit more empowered, and a bit more you. After each podcast, you can feel free to send me questions or comments at embodyyouhome at gmail.com and please like, subscribe, and share the podcast. Reviews are welcomed. Hi, everybody. We're live now, and this is Artemis, and I have Yvonne Musek here with me. Hi, Yvonne. Hi. Greetings. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to invite you on to Embody You Podcast, Yvonne. It's a pleasure to have you on today. Thank you. What a wonderful opportunity. I appreciate it. Thank you, Artemis. Yeah. yeah. So for those that are just hopping on, you know, um, I like to bring on guests. Typically, a couple of times a month, we talk all things about authenticity, uh, just connecting with our vulnerability, embodiment, joy, creativity, just anything that's soul-centered related, a soul-centered living and also nourishing uh, relationships to just be your whole self. I was at first going to say be your best self, but like I like to invite the whole mm -hmm. spectrum of the experience. Mm -hmm. So to show up as fully as your whole self. So today we have the topic of attunement and I'm really excited to dive deep into this one because I think this is the source of a lot of our issues in our world because attunement is like the basis of connection. Mm -hmm. um, and so I first though want to introduce a little bit about Yvonne before we hop into that topic. So Yvonne is a certified life empowerment coach, founder and CEO of Empowered Spirits and credentialed developmental therapist and child development specialist. Yvonne helps humans to develop emotionally safe, secure and healthy relationships within themselves and with others. Her expertise is in relationship-based therapy approaches, specifically relating to attachment and emotion, emotional regulation combined with her special ability to integrate energy healing, spirituality, and intuitive heart-centered practices, making her a very unique therapist and coach. I agree. <laughs> Yvonne collaborates and consults with community organizations, providing workshops and trainings on her elite program, The Power of Pause, developing meditation practices, emotional wellness and healing, and child development. Her mission is to create a loving, safe space integrated with holistic support and knowledge to strengthen and deepen a whole, empowered, and connected, healthy person. So I definitely am going to leave um, her link. Uh, you'll be able to find the link attached to this podcast episode, and you can also have access to the replay. But was there anything else you wanted to add about yourself, Yvonne? I love to play outside with my puppy. <laughs> There's some fun things to add there, too. It was very, um, you know, put together of, like, professional things. But I, the personal touch is so important, too, right? So, like, playing with my puppy is so fun. I love writing and painting. And I have a new obsession. I will just put it out there with Korean dramas, as Artemis knows. <laughs> So, yeah, there, there are these other things that I have um, that are very important in my life, my puppy, you know, family and friends and things like that. But um, I do want to share that the playfulness, the creativity, all of that, how um, that's important part of our whole self as well. So I never add those like things in my bio. And I think I'm going to have to change that like ASAP. <laughs> Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you on that for sure. Adding that in, I like long walks on the beach and being in nature. But no, it's so important to add those those things because that's who we are, right? Like we are the joy, the creativity, the connection. And as you listeners can experience from Yvonne, she's pretty embodied in her true self, just by her essence, her joy, and just the way she just lights up. So 
Yeah. So, okay, let's hop in. I wanted to ask you, so what does attunement mean to you? Like, what is it for our listeners that have no, like, maybe not much background also what it's about? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, attunement, the best way to kind of um, share is talking a little bit about infancy, because that's where it really starts. So we have two most essential elements when we're born, which is attachment, the emotional bond to a caregiver. And attunement is the tuning in to those emotion, emotional needs. So attunement is this it's a physiological, it's a social, um, emotional connection. And so when an infant is crying, the caregiver responds, tunes in, hears it, and says a couple things to themselves, like, should I pick up the baby? Should I feed the baby, change the baby? And they're looking at cues. And so then the parent or caregiver is matching what the child needs. And so that tuning in creates then that opportunity for regulation, for the child to be soothed and for the parent caregiver to meet that, that child's needs. So when we tune in, we essentially meet our needs and another person's need as well, eventually. So it starts at boom, birth. We're here, we're screaming, we're crying, we're like, pay attention to me! <laughs> and all the doctors, all the nurses, everybody that's around is literally tuning in and saying, you know, and figuring out what do they have to do. And then we can start to grow up in the world and somehow, I don't know, there's there's a lot of factors, actually, not somehow, but there are a lot of contributing factors that pull us away from our own self to be able to tune in and be like, what do I need? So as a therapist, child development therapist, I, uh, for 20 years now, that's what I focused on helping parents to tune into their child's needs and um, also simultaneously be able to be tuned into their needs. Because that's the, really important. If the caregiver is all ah, I'm frazzled, which is going to happen, that's part of our human existence, normal. And yet um, there's no coping mechanism or strategies or tools to like help soothe themselves then that energy gets transferred to the baby or to the toddler or to the adolescent or to the teenager or to the adults. Um, we experience it all the time. It never stops. It's always evolving. And that's why I love attunement because it is it's forever, <laughs> almost. <laughs> um, we can even attune though to spirits and that's a whole nother topic we can get into, but there's that too. So um, attunement is the foundation what we anchor ourselves in. And I remember um, in my own healing journey, working with different therapists and healers, and they would ask me like, what do you need? For so many years, that was a hard question for me to answer. So I had not, I didn't have that feeling of safetyness in my body to listen to what I needed. And so I kept feeling misaligned and out of harmony, which is exactly the opposite of a two minutes, disharmony. And so I experienced that for too long <laughs> until I really realized like, wait, I've been teaching parents this. I've been working with families for so many years and things started to really, really shift because I started focusing more on my inner world and my sacred space of my heart. And so now answering that question, what do I need? It's like, ah, it's just, I, mean, it, I would say some days it's hard. It takes more effort, but it's there. I can access it. And so that I love working with all humans, infants, toddlers, adolescents, babies, all of it, adults, um, to help them learn that or practice that, deepen that. Yeah, I really love what you shared. And the one word that pops up is the tuning in. And I think I really love how you brought up about starting from the point of infancy and our child development, because when we are not, I mean, when our physiology and then our social, emotional, developmental needs were not met, 
and we were not cared for, that's where we become so super disconnected, dissociated, dis whatever you want to call it from trauma with our bodies. That's where we start the disembodiment, which is really unfortunate because as children, right, as babies, we come into the world already like being in our bodies, like the spirit within is already like super, <laughs> super expressive, super present, yes. super all of that, right? And it's just yeah. more of that attunement, right? And that um, regulation from the caregiver that's needed to just mirror back Right. So that way, like the parts of of the development of the needs can be met enough to form more of a solid, cohesive, integrated, mm-hmm. mature adult developmentally. But because that doesn't happen, because like you said, so much of the basic misattunement and then like the the rules, right, of like you shouldn't cry this way or you shouldn't do this or act like this, then it just creates so much um disconnection and what i also really love what you shared is you related so much of your own attunement to yourself and your embodiment Mm -hmm. to your work Mm -hmm. i think that's where that's where it really like we can't be so yeah we can't be so attuned to what's around us if we're not tuned within you know Mm -hmm. and one last thing i loved how you said it's not just with babies or people it could be with spirits it could be with animals i know my my dog right (laughs) she'll like let me i'm like tuning into her and i'm like okay babe like let's go let's let's go to the park like you know um the deeper that we can listen within and to ourselves it's like we can really hear and see the needs all around us correct and ultimately leads to connection which is why we're here right? To connect. Yeah. And, you know, when we are in that space of just like, go, 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 go rush, you know, just, I I have an agenda. I have to take things, uh, you know, and and just get it done, 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 all this masculine energy. Um, It really pulls us away from being able to answer our own basic needs, right? What do I need? What does my dog need? What does my child need? What does my spouse, parent, you know, partner need? Um, Because a need is a need is a need. No one has the right to say, oh, that need is not quite important right now. (laughs) It's like, no, because in our bodies, we feel this need and, and we'll do whatever it takes to get it met. And sometimes in really unhealthy ways. So to unravel that and look at that and explore it, um, it takes a lot of effort. But when doing so in a safe, supportive relationship, the amount of healing and flourishing, evolving and growth that happens is remarkable. It's just it's hard to almost describe. Uh, Ultimately, actually, it's love. It's this really deep and sense of feeling loved. We talk yeah. about the hot word self-love, right? But it's like, if you're not attuned to what you need and, and you know, your sense of self. And um, again, so many factors impact that. Um, but when we can get more tuned, tune in, love just flourishes inward, outward. And it's beautiful. Yeah, I love, I, I so love that. And two things stuck out to me from what you just shared. One being is safety in the body. The yes. more that we feel safe in the body, the more that we actually mm-hmm. are more attuned and able, we're able to actually feel into what we need. It doesn't even become like a, as you become more embodied too, it's not even like, uh, like sometimes it's like, oh, what do I need? But like when you're in your body more, you can just feel you're like, okay, like I already know what I <laughs> what I need, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, that's so true about the the safety around that. And another thing that I appreciated what you shared was about the self attunement and leading that to self love because I think there's so much of spiritual bypassing or like when we have unmet developmental needs and we kind of go towards spiritual teachings to um, 
they become another should or they become another like another rule that if we're conditioned to be the good the good daughter the good churchgoer the good lover or whatever and um you know it becomes these rules that then um make it really difficult for us to just be in our in our body and really honor how we feel and and honor like what we need in general but um going back to that though i also appreciated that the the self attunement though um if you didn't have that growing up like like you said you need a healthy relationship to mirror to you to also it's safe to want relationships and connections where you feel seen like there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that because leading it back to the self-love it's like well if you have parts of yourself that you struggle with shame you need that sort of mirroring that sort of integration to Mm -hmm. more back home to yourself Mm -hmm. right right and attunement is that is being able to um mimic mirror um when you're in a dynamic right or um, interaction that you're able to you know, watch the nonverbal cues and match that uh, along with the verbal cues. So as you're looking at me and I'm noticing your facial expression um, and let's say I'm saying something and you kind of cringed and I just keep going though. And I'm going and going and going. (laughs) That's That's misalignment, not attuned, right? Because you're showing me that Mm, that may not be something to say or that that feels uncomfortable. There's something there. Um, And sometimes people struggle with reading those cues, right? And so they're in their own world and space wanting to maybe be seen or heard, or maybe not. And that's, you know, maybe a reason why they're they're not staying attuned to the other person. They really don't want that connection. Um, But attunement is it around us all the time like the the opportunity to to do so to be attuned in our environment with people and situations all the time doesn't matter if you're at the grocery store at work on a date if you're you know anywhere family parties i mean you just look around and you can attune yourself and to energies as well like mm, group of people at that party or in this you know party space, don't really want to go there because I can feel that energy or um, looking at people's facial expressions. If maybe energy is not your thing. So there's a lot of actually research about empathic people and attunement. Um, And I think important piece about that though, is not absorbing the energies. So even, and discerning what is my feeling thoughts and energies that I am noticing and tuning into that, you know, seeing somebody and being like, Oh, that does not feel good. Right. Versus seeing somebody and be like, they don't feel good. Ah, No, I don't feel good. And then we have a matchment. Right. So tuning in, there's, I mean, layers and layers to all of this and examples that we can probably share, but truly it's like the mirroring when you're in a uh, interaction, that you're, you know, your head's this way, so my head might tilt one way also. Your hands move, I might move my hands as well to just indicate like I'm with you, I get it. You take a breath, I take a breath. And those are nuances that we probably don't notice as adults, Um, but something that like in infancy that I coach parents with are those little details that are huge though, to notice, to build connection, to build in the brain, those, you know, what wires together, fires together. So those neurons being like, Oh, you get me, you see me, you hear me. So growing up and not having that matched as enough can really impact our, our brain development and how we function and operate in this world. So oh, tune yeah. in to see. Yeah, it's, it's so, um, I mean, yeah, if you didn't get that growing up, then 
what comes up is so much shame because you're looking out, you know, you're looking around for permission because you don't feel safe in your body. You yeah. know, you don't feel safe with maybe how you feel. You don't know what you need, all of that. So you're looking outside of yourself and, and not just that, even when you were sharing too about the, just in connection, the, the attunement, if maybe somebody isn't, fully present or they're not maintaining the eye contact. I think that's why it's, it's so important to separate discerning the difference between somebody just showing up dysregulated and their responses have nothing to do with you, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're just mm -hmm. kind of in a state where they're not as mm -hmm. present versus right. somebody actually really reacting towards what you're sharing and misattuning from there right right and i think it's so important for for the attunement as we develop the the like self-attunement relating it back to the safety of the body i also mm -hmm. want to kind of reflect back on what you shared of mm -hmm. how it's so much of learning how to be in your body and sensing what is yours versus what mm -hmm. is others because Mm -hmm. I think a lot of empaths, right, or a lot of people mm -hmm. who have big hearts, especially when we're on this healing journey, mm -hmm. our boundaries can be really porous. And like, mm -hmm. sometimes it's like, oh, we feel everything so deeply. It's so open. And then it's like, but then I feel what you're feeling. And it's like, and then you have a hard time separating. And it's like, yeah, that's that's where we need to get you more grounded into your body, creating safety, because the more you actually kind of rest in yourself, there's less, I mean, you're not taking on, you're able to feel into the the nuances like you were sharing where it's like, oh yeah, this this isn't really mine. Right, right. Yeah, it's important to have that discernment and um, still be able to connect and relate to people, but not have to tune in where you are, you know, absorbing and enmeshing yourself so much into that person's experience. Um, and I, I come across a lot of people, I don't know, Artemis, if you do as well, that are, um, you know, in this work like-minded um, and really deeply want to connect with people, um, yet sometimes struggle with like that, the boundaries of I'm tuning in to this person's um, story and how they're feeling around it and, um, and all their energy around it. And all of a sudden it feels like, oh, right there, we start to then notice dysregulation. Um, I don't know, what is your experience with that? Like, do you find a lot of people struggling with the boundaries of, them being able to tune in yet not absorb, not get themselves enmeshed in it? Uh, yeah, I would say that, that like, that's true with like clients that I've seen. And I have a couple of clients right now that, especially in being in relationships, like I think the common relationship is like the codependency and the narcissist like type relationships, you know, where, um, you know, the, the, for my female clients, they may have such big hearts and just really struggle with their boundaries because they feel so deeply for their ex-partner, even though they don't even want to be with their ex-partner around that, you know? And mm -hmm. at the same time, they're very, they're on this spiritual path too, you know, but it's mm -hmm. like still coming back to, um, it's still coming back to a safety and right safety and um, releasing mm -hmm. trauma and uh, right co-regulation and mm -hmm. yeah the basics of that you know and I think that's yes why embodiment is so important because I think for a lot of spiritual seekers or truth seekers in general who just like genuinely want to become their best self right mm -hmm. there's so much um, there's just so much of like a desire to like, um, once again, these like uh, reach spiritual, spiritual like heights of like being loving, being forgiving, you know, and um, even working with all the crystals, right? I'm, I, I love crystals and all that, but like, 
it can also stop you from doing like the work that you need to do within uh, of grounding and connecting to yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. Tuning in again to what you're experiencing more so than just what the other person is experiencing. Right. Um, being able to do both simultaneously um, is sometimes what people are needing to be taught more, um, which also then goes, though, hand in hand with um, creating an understanding of your nervous system, like education around that and triggers and, you know, so all of that is part of attunement right? Safety in the body, parts of you, all these feelings that are coming up and then how to um, navigate through that. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, so many parts to our human experience that like, you know, in school, I wish that some of this could have been a part of it, our experiences, you know, to how do we listen to our body? What does it mean to listen to our body? Right. What does it mean to, um, yeah, do something for yourself versus for others, people pleasing, right? Like, I don't know. I feel um, it's such a piece missing in our world. Yeah, maybe I agree. Not our whole world, but the U.S. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I really agree in that. Piggybacking off what you're sharing, you know, it's like I'm still a work in progress, right? Like I still have Me days. I mean, clearly, I just had a couple of days where, like. I, <laughs> I thought, you know, I had a trigger and it kind of like threw me off a little bit, but luckily I was able to like come back and like a lot quicker. Right. And just have a lot more self-compassion for myself and just like, but the thing is, is that I feel like this type of stuff needs to get, like we were saying in schooling, they didn't really, I feel like in my schooling, at least the programs that I did. I wish that this was more stressed. Like I wish there were classes where we just actually slow down and we we actually practiced more of connection and co-regulation with one another and mindfulness. Taking, yeah, just taking mm -hmm. more of concepts mm -hmm. and um, which I think there's there's a shift starting to happen a little bit more you know, which is wonderful. It's so neat, especially right now during this pandemic, right? There's so many needs being unmet. Totally, totally. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think too, it's the way the system is so set up, it's unfortunate the pressure that we put on families, mothers, you know, in general of just all these like expectations that are not supportive towards caring for oneself. Mm -hmm. There's not enough support. Cause a part of safety too is when you're learning how to resource from within, you need to have mm -hmm. safe support around you. And the reality is, is that that's not easily accessible for many people. Right. right. And right. even, even if you have somebody that could be a safe person that could take a while because you're not used to safety so right. that even feels different in your body to get used to mm -hmm. yes yes and then you add on if you're a mother and you have a couple of kids or you just have a family or you're by yourself or whatever it is and you're working full-time how of course how scary it's going to be to begin to feel safe in your body because then you need to feel and that may knock you off when you have to pay bills and you got to make sure that your world doesn't crumble mm -hmm. with that too. So there's a lot of factors that go in in the larger, <laughs> larger scheme of things when it comes to attunement. But Correct. I even think when I work with clients personally, where I look at, okay, what are their access to resources? Like, where are they at? Like how, um, cause with certain clients, it's like a lot of it, uh, I have some clients where, um, outside of embody you, this is like, uh, you know, doing the therapy work where a lot of it is me normalizing, giving them permission to just own their survival responses and being okay with that's, that's okay. Like mm -hmm. how can we just find you support because they struggle so much with owning or accepting mm -hmm. that their survival responses still, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the parts of them that really protect, 
are protecting them, have protected them, right? Giving their that space and attention to recognize that how far they've come so far and the things that they did, they tuned in the way that they knew they could and, and how they could do it, right? And um, to decrease any shame or blaming or guilt or anything around, yeah, um, the, the methods or the things that they did to survive, you know, create that space of compassion. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What keeps coming up though is nature is such a easy, easy, I want to share this for listeners to just as a reminder, like nature is so easily accessible. If you want free therapy and to help <laughs> you regulate your nervous system, to help you slow down, to help you tune in, nature, she will so heal you too. Mm, amen. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm so glad that uh, a few years ago, my puppy Diego came into my life because I have been hiking and love long walks and being outside for since I was a little girl, like absolutely. Um, but there was a point where I just wanted to cocoon and just stay inside. And then the blessing of this puppy came into my life. And then I was forced to like go on walks and go. <laughs> and, um, you know, that's where I wasn't so attuned to my needs or I was kind of like, eh, no, um, resisting it. And um, this blessing came into my life to help me attune, to help me, you know, get back um, to that neutral space where um, maybe I didn't have to go for such long hikes, but, or long walks. Now um, those short walks were just like enough. And um, that's another example of tuning in is that something that you really like, something that you've done before, um, it, it's okay to pivot. It's okay to like maybe do a little bit less of it or change and not do it for a while um, or try something that uh, may be a little bit uncomfortable and re and tuning into like, what, what, what about that uncomfortableness do I not want to face? What is it about it that, and that again takes, uh, I think support community to be able to do that sometimes um, unless you've already been working in the, kind of healing journey with the other practitioners. Um, I know it's something though, without having a therapist to work with or a healer or other different modalities that I've tapped into, I wasn't aware of. You know, even in my training, it's just so, it was so specific in terms of how to help parents attune to their child that I couldn't generalize it, you know, for a long time. And then it clicked after again, going a little bit more into my inner world. And I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> Isn't that funny how it works? Like, it's really, I feel like all the stuff, until we embody it, it's like, and that's why I tell clients, I'm like, okay. Yes. The therapist, you wanna, you wanna find people to work with who are doing their inner work because to the degree that they've met themselves and see themselves is to the degree they're gonna be able to see you and actually work with you, you know? It's so important, absolutely. Yeah, because knowledge can only take you so far. It is the the kinesthetic, the, the application, the learning, the doing of it that actually, yeah, to me, helps integrate and then embody it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's so many times in my life where I was just like, oh my gosh, why is this happening? This, like, another shitstorm, another, like, <laughs> you know, spiral of events that just felt so challenging. And I, you know, struggled in so many different areas of my life and had made huge mistakes, failures, um, so much judgment. Oh my goodness. Like, whoo. And now fast forward, uh, is there gratitude for all of that? Majority, not all, <laughs> but majority. <laughs> that makes sense for me to like be able to sit here today and go, oh, okay. Instead of those, just letting that happen to me, I, I leaned into a lot of those experiences. I think there's still more that I'm unraveling as I'm evolving. And that's that's part of our process, I feel. Um, but what I 
keep having to go back to is that key piece of like, where do I feel safe? Who do I feel safe with? How does safetyness feel in my body? That's what helps lead to all of this attunement. Yes. And also, yeah. And just knowing what is your window of tolerance in terms of absolutely your capacity of how much you're caring, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that takes, that definitely takes time to really adjust to and and to feel into because I think the deeper you begin to feel safer in your body, um, the more that you're nervous, you're, you just, mm-hmm. you, you can't hold up. I mean, it's a different type of holding. Like mm-hmm. you allow in more of the like real stuff, the connection to play, the, the joy and all that. But in terms of like the patterns of overworking yourself out and just totally spinning your wheels and all that, you have less tolerance because I, I have clients too that have been like, why can't I just work full time anymore? <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that's great. I mean, at first I validate them, right? Like, I'm like, I get it, you know, (laughs) I hear your frustration. But then I'm like celebrating them because I'm like, hey, you're getting more real that you can't do that to your body anymore. Your body can't do that. Right. You know, juggling, juggling, I mean, you know, working 15 hours a day or whatever, whatever they're showing up with. But, um, But I think another thing that you shared too is every day like that's another thing that's why embodiment it's so key to surrender and i think this is one of the like gifts but the challenges right there's no rules in terms of what works for your body and that allows for a very fluid spontaneous way of living but at the same time it it's definitely getting used to of conditioning your awareness Mm-hmm. to the now in your body in terms of what you need attuning because if you're so used to scheduling out okay i'm gonna do this every single day this is how i'm gonna take care of myself every single day this week <laughs> but then your body's showing up another day where your body's like no like even if you have well intentions right you want to go lift weights or whatever but you wake up one morning and if you're not slowed down enough and tuning in to your body your body's not asking for you to lift weights. Your body's asking for you to do some like gentle yoga or um, your body's not asking you to play music. It's asking for stillness right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. there's a lot to be said about what you spoke to and uh, towards the beginning on mm-hmm. here is so much of that fast paced, how we're so used to operating mm-hmm. of like where we're not we're not slowed down. We don't feel safe. There we go. It goes back, you know, to the the safety and the grounding in the body. So right, right, yeah. That's why um, I um, created a specific like program called the Power of Pause to really break it down in each area. P A U S E, patience and A allowing, accepting, acknowledging, alignment. You understanding and building, you know, that sense of where's the, the, where are these feelings stored in my body? And, you know, um, how can I develop a relationship with this feeling in a different way? Um, and then the self-care and service is the S and I go into helping, um, them tune into those feelings and then accessing more like possibilities of what they need versus just their go-to. Um, because when we have options, that sometimes feels better rather than there's two parts. There's many parts there, but <laughs> majority of people feel with the options that they can um, care for themselves um, in, in many different ways. And that feels better to them. Um, Eve, I broke down to exemplify gratitude because Eve was a little bit tricky to come up with. <laughs> Um, a word there. And what was coming up for me was like gratitude towards like this whole process and being with yourself and not forcing like, oh, thank you, Yvonne, for going through all of that. But a really genuine, sincere connection to self of like, wow, thank you, because now I can move and navigate through my life, perhaps in a different way, because I paused, I took that time to slow down. The key is slowing down to be able to tune in. For going so fast, we miss a lot of pieces. Um, and sometimes going fast can serve, right? Depends on on what's happening. 
I would say, though, majority of the time, if we can slow ourselves down, um, there's so many gifts and possibilities that can happen. Oh, yeah. And yeah. well, that's where the joy is. That's where connection is. That's where mm -hmm. the gratitude is. That's even mm -hmm. in the mundane, even in the moving through the waves, even mm -hmm. through the challenges, mm -hmm. it is really that that embodied presence of and mm -hmm. the felt sense, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that actually yeah. allows you to be more receptive to life still supporting you. Wow. <laughs> right. I mean, instead of having to like do it all yourself. And the beautiful thing is like yeah. attuning to yourself is essentially allowing yourself to receive more, you know, mm -hmm. from life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. In the beginning, it can feel so scary. Mm -hmm. um, and once you're working with someone to help process through that, um, that other side, you know, uh, it's like a, a warm hug to your heart. It's like just this feeling of comfort that I wish I could give to everybody. I just... Just at least one experience, of, which I'm sure people have, but to really um, have more of those would be, I think, incredible for our, our world. More moments of feeling comforted and safe in our experiences rather than judged and shamed. And yeah, then not being able to tune into what we need. Yeah. Right. I love that. Yeah. I mean, that's the source of it all. I feel like that's the source. That's the source of our world issues. I mean, if you really want to simplify it, right? <laughs> like not getting our emotional needs not met and being unsafe in our bodies. And that's why so many world issues is power and control dynamics of people in leadership that don't, that are disembodied. And so mm -hmm. the way they lead is totally from disempowers, you know, and doesn't acknowledge mm -hmm. everybody's own empowerment and own sovereignty too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Emotional regulation. Um, gosh, you know, there, there's another place where I feel like could be taught more from the get go in school. Um, it, you know, breath work, to be able to also support our system, you know, and all of these things are out there and, you know, there's so much to resource, right. To receive information on. Um, but I think it can get overwhelming for people. Um, as I mentioned, like sometimes having options is great. And other times it's like, I don't know which to choose because I don't know trust of myself, right? Like to be able to make the right choice. Um, and that's why there's just so many layers here. <laughs> there, there are. But that's good that we're speaking all in a kind of a, uh, a uh, just a, a well-rounded, that's the term I was like, what term am I trying to use? A well-rounded full circle picture um, around this because you're right because there are times where if you're so dysregulated and your brain is like fried and it's shut down to even be given a choice is too scary because then you're it's the self-doubt and just the confusion and so mm -hmm. that can really be a lot in of itself yeah. yeah and I bring that up just to kind of acknowledge and normalize that you know um as I have explored myself how to attune um i see it through so many different lens the parent-child relationship and how that attunement um impacts our system and then all the things that happen through life to help us kind of sway away from ourselves and um that because there's so many layers, attunement sounds like, oh, you just like tune in and then you ask yourself, what do you need? It should be so simple. And I want to acknowledge and normalize that it isn't. It's not just a very, very simple thing. There are many layers and pieces to it. Um, and it takes a, a lot of time. 
It's not just a one and done. Oh, I'll practice the power pause and then I'll get attuned. It's always evolving. I'm still evolving in my attunement. Um, and but that's something that I enjoy. <laughs> um, and it worked, you know, in the beginning, though, it was scary. It was like, you know, if I meet my need, uh oh, then do I not need other people? Will I go the other way? Or, yeah, so again, so many pieces, layers to this. It's multifaceted. There's a lot of um, components, parts to bring in. Ultimately, though, for all the listeners that are, you know, thinking of how do I tune into myself? How do I tune into other people? Um, just the space of curiosity is a wonderful place to start to reflect and ask yourself, um, you know, what does it mean for me when I hear that word, tuning in, attunement? Um, how do I show up for myself by meeting my needs? What does that look like? Um, when I'm with other people, how am I tuning into their needs? Am I listening or am I listening to give advice or feedback? Just create that space of understanding, curiosity with compassion rather than curiosity of like, oh, I did that wrong or I did that bad. Like, no, that's not what it's about. Tuning in is an opportunity to create space and be curious with yourself and then um, really respect, honor, love yourself to meet that need. Once you can do it with yourself more and more, then your ability to connect and relate to people will shift naturally without force. Will just organically happen. Yeah. Yes, and it's beautiful when it shifts and when it's just it's 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 just like it's beautiful how the body it's like as you unravel more layers and begin to find way more spaciousness in your body and like you feel safe to receive. It's just it's I want to say it's baffling, but it's interesting to reflect on the points in your growth where you couldn't receive certain things. Like it would be a shutdown response, you know, or it would be so mm -hmm. much of like a dysregulation that it was hard to allow, to allow it in, you know, um, mm -hmm. positive things that are like beneficial towards your, your growth. But yeah, I like how you normalized normalize that process because it, it, it is hard. It's hard. I feel yeah. like in the beginning it's, it could become, and that's where for any listeners, it's like, you're kind of being mindful and careful of how you're feeling in the moment. If you're already feeling like really uh, vulnerable in terms of you're, you're witnessing yourself, like um, getting hard on yourself, and feeling feeling more pressured and like you need to get it done more sometimes asking these sorts of questions could actually add on to you know the shame and the guilt and the dysregulation kind of i mean also what yvonne's been sharing is because it becomes like another expectation and another <laughs> thing you put on yourself and then when you can't figure it out you get hard on yourself and so that's where you know um where support might just be necessary just for you to reach out for that call to kind of help you ground yourself until you kind of reach a space of where you're not in that space anymore. And another thing I want to bring up, cause I think it's so crucial, especially with COVID going on is just so much of our intake in, uh, of technology. I know it's such a challenge for me, like being on screen so much, <laughs> mm pretty consistently, you know, and not being able to see friends in person and all those things. And so I also want to share too that um, a lot of the dysregulation too can be a lot from the technology too, and being unable to have actual connection and uh, support in person. And depending on where you're at through COVID, and you're unable to get outside. I mean, that's so much with grounding too. So it's mm -hmm. a pretty vulnerable time for everybody in terms of, mm -hmm. of how COVID's been impacting mm -hmm. everyone. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So, wow, this conversation, I can't believe 
we're going to be wrapping up soon, but I have been enjoying it because it's like been so in the flow and so awesome. So what would you then encourage listeners? I mean, you kind of already shared a little bit about ways they can begin to kind of tune in, but was there anything else that you wanted to leave listeners with around attunement or any um, practice? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that when I start working, um, well, I guess I'm going to personalize it and just kind of share for myself from my own personal experience rather than kind of work with clients. Um, and that when I started to explore tuning in of what I really wanted, what I needed, where did I want to go? Um, I first intuitively gave myself permission and I said to myself, okay, Yvonne, I'm going to give you permission to slow down. <laughs> that was the first thing that I just knew. I was like, I can't keep up. I can't keep up. Cause I was doing a million things in my twenties, um, way too much. And in my thirties where my system was just like on hypervigilance, go, go, go. So to tune in to what I really wanted and needed, it, I had to give myself permission to slow down. So I would say um, for the listeners out there to feel into that, lean into that, see if that feels safe for you. And, and when I did that, it was like, okay, I'm going to slow down. It's all right. And when I slow down, did it become scary? Yeah, because I wasn't used to operating that way. And I gave myself then permission to also reach out to, you know, other people for support, which was um, a therapist at that time. Um, and then eventually it led to other people, um, healers and um, different, again, modalities. So it's a step-by-step uh, slow process to tune in. Um, and I guess the biggest thing I want to leave listeners is that you don't have to do it alone. And please don't do it alone. Because um, when you're not used to meeting your needs or other people meeting your needs, it can be it stir up a lot of different feelings. And so to take that that step and help um, will really create the um, the impact or the changes that you're desiring or craving in your life. So tuning in is essential. It's important. And you can move from survival to thriving in an, an embodiment in a different way. Um, but it takes time. And I just want to normalize that as well. There's no rush to uh, learn how to tune into yourself differently. But is it important? Yes. Oh, yeah, I appreciate I appreciate you sharing that it is and it is super important because if if you want to connect more deeply with your relationships, if you Mm -hmm. want to feel more connected towards your job, towards life in general, it's mm -hmm. connection with yourself and, and connection with yourself is what then allows you to have deeper connection with others. But mm -hmm. a lot of the times when you don't even know how to connect with yourself, you need safe support, like therapists or healers or coaches or whatever, somebody that's going to be able to actually see you, mm -hmm. you know, um, somebody who's has the tools and also they're doing the work themselves that they can begin to um, to just help you during this process because yeah you can't you can't do it alone and sometimes too trying to do it on your own too much and uh, too fast could actually re-traumatize you and right. then that just then <laughs> will make it even more difficult for you to get yourself out of spiraling mm -hmm. and it's okay if you have your day still where mm -hmm. you're sitting in front of the computer and you're spinning <laughs> mm -hmm. 
<laughs> like I can't tell you how many days I've had like that in the past where like I'd show up to old jobs and I'd just get triggered and I just be sitting there at the desk just being like I just want to normalize it because I don't think we talk about that enough if you've gone the whole day without even getting anything done there's nothing wrong with you and that's just the key for you to tune in of like okay it's okay to maybe reach out for that call Mm -hmm. and take a walk or mm -hmm. whatever it is. I mean, I don't, that's going to be something for you to explore in yourself, but. Right, um, right, exactly. Because yeah. there's so many ways to meet your needs. Um, but again, it goes back to feeling safe in the body in order to respond versus just go from a reactive space, right? And that's why that help and support is so crucial. So, I mean, can you do it without support? Of course, yeah. Um, I think though there's value in both. Try by yourself to give yourself permission um, to slow down, ask yourself and see what comes up for you. What do I need? And how can I meet that need right now? Um, start there. That's a good place to kind of, you know, reflect and notice what you're noticing. And if it becomes too much, absolutely make that call, talk to that friend. Um, so many resources online, which is the beauty of social media that you can probably connect and ask somebody that's, you know, maybe in the field for resources or help. So just know that by tuning into yourself, your whole world will open up in so many different ways, the more that you can do that. So that's my wish for everybody that they can feel safe in their bodies to do that, meet their needs and then help meet the needs of others around them. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Yvonne. You're so I, before we end here, I wanted to give you the opportunity if, if how can listeners find you or if they want to work with you and maybe any offerings that you have that you want to share, if mm -hmm. anybody does want to work with you? Sure. Thank you for um, creating that space to be able to share. Um, right now, I am in the Chicagoland area and I travel frequently to California as well. <laughs> um, so I do in-person sessions um, and I also do sessions via um, Zoom as well. So online. Um, and the best way to reach me is um, Artemis, I think. I gave you, yeah, well, you have my um, Instagram handle. And through Instagram, I connect with a lot of people that way. Um, also, just my direct line number that um, I'll be happy to share. You can call or text and we'll set up a free consultation that way. So I do one-on-one um, -on -one coaching and I also offer group sessions as well. There's a maximum of four people in the group. Um, and that meets either weekly or twice a month. I have two different um, group coaching programs. The one-on-one -on -one is weekly. And so by uh, connecting and having a, a free consultation connection call, um, we determine where you're at and your intentions. And you get to choose what fits best for you because you're the expert on yourself. And I'm here to guide and support you um, and work with you. Uh, not to direct you, tell you what to do and say, this is how it is. Nope, not my jam. <laughs> I'm, I'm all about supporting um, you to feel safe in your body, teach you the tools to uh, regulate your emotions and be able to then attune and meet your needs and live in a space that feels more harmony with more harmony and peace. So um, Instagram, reach me um, via there or my direct number that I'll share with everyone. And that, do you want me to share it now or just? Yeah, you can feel free to share it on here. And then and then I'll also, uh, I'll, I'll be sure to list your your stuff on the, the podcast episode too. Perfect, yeah. So, um. In the chat, put the number. <laughs> no, not free to share the the number. Okay, and the Instagram. On, on well, if you want on here, and then uh, and then I can just have your links on there. It's up to you. I don't okay. really whatever's your preference. Okay, 
Um, we can just put the links then. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And cool. another. Yeah. Okay, cool. Alrighty. Well, I appreciate you sharing that, Yvonne. And thank thanks you. everybody for tuning in. And yeah, thank you for a, a beautiful discussion on attunement. Yeah, I appreciate it. This was fun. Thank you, Artemis. Yeah, thank you, everybody. Bye-bye.